Hello, and welcome to Rocket Accelerated Geek Conversation. This episode is brought to you by listeners like you and by Relay FM uh, and all of our friends and family here at the Relay Network. This is the final episode of Rocket. I am Simone de Rochefort, supervising video producer at Polygon, and I'm here with Brianna Wu. Executive Director of Rebellion Pack and Special Projects Director at Progressive Victory, and Christina Warren, Senior Developer Advocate at GitHub. <laughs> we got a big show for you today, a bittersweet show for you today. Uh, as you could probably hear from the heavy breathing, we're having emotions already, which is beautiful and natural. Yeah, this is... um. This is the final one. I mean, we've got we've got a really fun show, but um, I, I'm not going to lie and, and pretend like um, I haven't been crying a little bit thinking about this and that this is this is a lot. This is the end of an era. And uh, I know that this means a lot to all of us. And I'll have more to say um, closer to the end of the show. But yeah, here we go. All right. So usually for our end of year episodes, we do a retrospective looking back on the year and giving out awards in different categories uh, to our favorite tech products, our favorite Apple products, our least favorite Apple products, our favorite Apple products again, um, <laughs> and everything else that goes on. This year, we're doing a broader retrospective. We've got a lot of very important, very fun, best of rocket ever awards to give out yes we'll be talking about the apple products we'll also be talking about all the ways that christina has lost money over the years <laughs> of recording the show we'll be talking about our favorite scammers uh, and youtubers we'll be talking about some of our favorite most effed companies um and uh, our least favorite tech bills uh, that are still existing and moving through congress ah um uh, and holy moly we've got a huge amount of them to get through are y'all ready to start this or is there anything else we want to cover before we dive into these topics <laughs> brie do you have anything i i'm just trying not to cry i'm sorry oh You're no fine. it's okay it's okay no i mean look this is a celebration as much as anything else and look this year has been a crazy one in tech like when the open ai madness is like one of probably like only the third biggest like cluster f of the year we know right. we've had a good tech year right <laughs> it's been a and as someone who went through like um most of this year's like show notes just looking for like hey what did we talk about there's so much freaking stuff there's so much stuff to cover and i also tried to delve back further I mean, we all kind of delved into our minds further, uh, stuff that we've covered throughout the run of the show, which again is many, many, many years. Um, and there's been so many massive stories, uh, that have broken or, uh, <laughs> begun and ended or just begun during the run of this show. Let's get into it. Then our first category of the day, best Apple product. Again, this is a retrospective category. The nominees are. The Apple Silicon Max, uh, which started being introduced in 2020, have continued to be introduced uh, up to this year. We've got the MacBook Pro, a MacBook Air. Uh, we've got the Mac Studio and um, the Mac Pro. A lot of options there. But as just as a broad category, the concept of Apple Silicon, beautiful. AirPod Pros have been nominated as best Apple product. Uh, the yeah. iPhone 10 introduced in 2017, which I'm going to be asking my co-host some questions about. Apple <laughs> services 
as a as a, as a concept. So you know, iCloud, Apple Music, um, basically any any of the the cloud based services that Apple offers as part of or that you can buy into as part of the Apple's ecosystem. Um, the Apple Watch, which was first introduced in 2015, has gone through many iterations since then, improved in many very meaningful ways. You can't buy one, though, Simone. You can't buy one. Well, <laughs> not here you can't. And then I actually <laughs> added the iPod Touch to this. Um, Ooh, okay. Is that, or is it the iPod Nano that we talked about and like because I, I never had the ipod touch i only got up to the, okay, iPod, the iPod nano touch is just an iphone without the cellular the ipod yeah. nano I'll say the is iPod like nano okay then as my and my that was, other I think, and i think that was 2005 i want to say yeah all right but it doesn't matter so i of these personally the one that has certainly changed my life the most are the at least recently are the silicon Macs, like the macbook pro that i use to edit my work videos on um absolutely a game changer in terms of like speed and functionality especially coming off of again the ancient macbook pro that i had been using mm -hmm. before but i i don't uh, it, there's so many other like really really meaningful products here that have more broadly affected i think the way that people use technology and like interact with it in their daily lives so i, I feel like some of these other nominees might be stronger one of them being the the apple watch which i know you both use quite religiously does anyone want yeah. to make a case for for one of these others okay i'm gonna make a case for airpods yeah. Yes. Hit me up. I'm going to make a case for AirPods. Okay. So we we put AirPod Pros, and 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 um, I do think that the best AirPods, and I have all the AirPods, are the AirPod Pro twos. Although the original AirPod Pros were also great, I think that AirPods as a category, like I think the Apple Silicon Max, I think you make a great point. Like that, I think right now, like that's kind of been like the rebirth of the the Mac in a lot of ways. Um, the the Mac sucked. Uh, towards the end of its Intel life cycle. I think we can all admit that now. I had to deal with a, um, a Mac for my my mm -hmm. mom's um, 2018 uh, MacBook Air Retina today, in fact, and I'm, I'm dealing with how slow it is and, and some other things and how it's getting hot. And I'm hearing the little fan on it going and I'm like, oh my God, what <laughs> is wrong with you? And, and, I'm, and I'm annoyed that I spent $1,500 on that machine five years ago, which, and she barely uses it. So it's one of those things where I feel like but buy her a MacBook Air M1 now, like, you know, it, it's just, it, it's a hard trade-off. I'm like, okay, is she going to use it enough? Would she be better off getting her a new iPad? Like, I've got to triage these things. The beefed um, because, up, the most you know, beefed I, up I, iPad possible. Well, maybe, but like, she does still like having a separate computer, but also she likes going to Las Vegas for Adele and to the Taylor Swift concert. So like, <laughs> I have to, I have to triage, you know, the things that I buy for my mom. Um, <laughs> but um but when I was speaking to my mom, when I think about, so the Apple Silicon Macs are great. I think they brought the Mac back to a place of, of dominance. But then I think about AirPods, speaking to my mom. And my mom, actually, funnily enough, she got Air, new AirPod Pros, twos, um, uh, for Christmas this this week because she lost one of her AirPod Pros. Mm -hmm. But my mom has like three pairs of AirPods that she cycles between. And and I I bought her her first pair in 2017. She's an addict. I we Simone uh, Bria and I bought you Simone your first pair of AirPods. Bria and I, I know did. are addicts. This is like if I had to think like here's the <laughs> thing. 
The Apple Watch is great, but if I left my house without it, which I actually accidentally did this week when I when I went out of town, like I was already in the car, we're about to leave for the airport. It was too late for me to go back in and go upstairs and grab my watch. And that annoys me because I missed my watch, but I didn't go back and grab them. If I left my AirPods, I either A would have gone back and grabbed them or what I, I would have tried to have bought a pair at the airport. Like that's mm. how much I'm addicted to them. Yeah. So that's other than like the the original iPhone, I don't know. I feel like the AirPods are, they're kind of the everyman product. They're the best wireless headphones you can buy. They pair seamlessly and transfer seamlessly between devices. Uh, all of this, of course, is assuming you are an Apple person. If you're not an Apple person, you know, they're, they're, they're Bluetooth headphones. But like, I, I don't know. I feel like of every Apple product I've bought since we started doing this show, the, the one that has probably given me the most joy other than my, my, my new, um, black book is, is probably the AirPods. So that, that's going to be my argument, but I would like to hear other thoughts. So I just, I want to ask a clarifying question. Uh, these sure. are all these Apple products. These are ones that came out during rocket, right? Like the they tenure are of the show. on this okay. list. Yes. Oh wait, then the iPod nano shouldn't yeah, even be I on was, here. That's my bad. Yeah. That. Okay. So I love the Apple Watch, but yeah, I definitely use iPod Nano and my iPod Pros a lot more. The iPhone 10, I mean, look, the iPhone is the story of our lives. I mean, the reality right. is I can do 90% of my job from my phone and I do, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so like there's not there's nothing I use more than my iPhone to the point I don't sure. feel guilty upgrading it every year uh, just because it's talk all day long and discord all day long and email <laughs> all day long. So I'm okay with that. The Silicon Mac, I think uh, particularly the one I just bought is a computer it brings me a lot of joy, but I, I think if you really get down to what has changed our lives the most, um, Apple services, I mean, don't sleep on this, right? Like iCloud, like I remember when it was MobileMe and it was trash. Yeah, it's grown up to be just a fantastic uh, messaging services to the point like this is the, the most competitive feature that has versus Android. Uh, you know, Apple TV is fantastic. I just think across all of it, like the Apple services have really... Like even if we agree, like iPod, uh, the iPod Pros are what we personally use more. I think services deserves an honorable mention here. You know, the Silicon Macs really are just getting back to the the greatness of that first Retina MacBook Pro because yeah. it went off course for so many years. But services, I mean, this is this is so vital. Like if you went back to a time before iCloud and you know, the footage getting around really easily. Like, remember how Breakthrough Dropbox used to be? I, we take oh, yeah. that stuff yeah. for granted nowadays. For real. No, I, I agree with that. I agree with that. I guess I guess my only... I, I would definitely be okay with giving it an honorable mention. I guess my only argument against services would be I don't know if any of the services are best in class. Yeah. Like, I think that there are... Like, like I yeah. think that you can find a better, like more robust cloud file service. I think you can find a better or more robust music streaming service. I think that there are better, more robust video services. Having said that, if you're in the Apple ecosystem, being better doesn't necessarily get over being like the most convenient. 
Um, and, and, and so so there's a lot to be said about that. You're right though, because more people use Spotify for a reason, right? Uh, Right. I mean, Spotify is better in a lot of ways. I mean, I use Apple music. I use both, but like, I, I mean, Spotify is better in a lot of ways. Um, I'm currently mad at Apple music because I hit my hundred thousand song limit. And so I've got to go through and like delete songs before I can like add things again. Yeah, it's, it's a problem. And, but like Spotify, you, Spotify used to have a thing where like you could only have like 10,000 songs on a playlist, which was BS, but now they've like, okay, it can be unlimited. And there's no, maybe they raised 100,000 on a playlist, but like you can have as many playlists as you want. Like, so mm-hmm. I don't know. That, that's my own rant. But but I do agree with you that the services, which are now what makes more money than the Macs, than the iPads, than, you know, basically everything but the phone um, are the future of Apple. And and I definitely agree with you that, that we shouldn't sleep on them. Mm-hmm. What do you think? I personally, I, I, agree with the sentiment of apple services being kind of a runner-up and absolutely agree with the silicon mac introduction being a a sort of return to the way that things should be and weren't um which makes me personally lean towards the airpod pros as the or maybe just the airpod in in general as yeah a a really life-changing device especially i mean for me i guess i i didn't really I I hadn't considered it as something that I needed that would change the way that I live. Um, but it certainly has like, in, just in terms of, you know, not worrying about clogging up my charging port when I'm listening to music on the plane, like being able to charge my phone and listen to music, being able to charge my case and <laughs> you know, while I'm listening to music, et cetera, et cetera. Um, the fast charging that the pros have is incredible. Like just being able to jump from, like 10% to 60% in what feels like no time at all. Really amazing. Um, and I remember just b- when they started coming out, like uh, talking about the way that they looked and how they looked kind of weird. And, you know, w- when you saw someone wearing them on the subway, it was kind of like, ah, oh, look at that. <laughs> like, oh, you've got those. That's funny. Or how how do you, f- you feel comfortable just walking around? Those aren't going to fall out of your ears. And now they're so ubiquitous. Um, and... I I think for me that's definitely been of, of these the one that has most changed the way that I that I live for the better. Yeah. So my vote would be AirPod Pros. Fair. Cool. All right. Our first winner. I bet it's had all kinds of like consequences on other things too. Like I have no doubt that YouTube like gets a massive amount of play from people like me that just leave videos on like all day Mm -hmm. long streaming in one year. I bet that has been so huge for YouTube. I bet it has. I think you're right. Congratulations, Apple. for uh winning for the airpod pros winning rocket's best apple product released since 2013 or 2012 when this podcast started (laughs) uh all right now let's move on to a sadder category worst apple product uh we've Mm -hmm. got some unfortunately really strong contenders here (sighs) the 2015 fourth gen macbook with the butterfly keyboard uh the butterfly keyboard and the touch bar we've Uh, from the 2016 we've included here as separate categories um although they did briefly coexist if i'm not mistaken on the same machine um yeah uh, yeah, they did for like for like three years they coexisted but uh, but these were separate things because the fourth gen macbook had one port yeah had had a butterfly keyboard and one port that was a terrible terrible time 
So that yeah, the 2015 mm-hmm. fourth gen MacBook that had the butterfly keyboard in one port, the HomePod, which has been kind of a recurring mediocre um, character on Rocket uh, since his Except debut. Except for Brie, Brie loves hers, so yes. she has, I do. Little, she has many. I of do. Them. The trash can Mac Pro from 2013, uh, the 2019 Mac Pro, um, <laughs> which their attempt to fix the 2013 one is just fine. Um, the Touch Bar 2016 MacBook Pro, and of course the Apple cleaning cloth. <laughs> yes, that I yes. remembered existed yes. when I was going back through old episodes. <laughs> I found mine the other day, by the way. Like yeah? I, I, I found mine that I bought. I mean, it's it's a cleaning cloth. Yeah, I mean, um, I think we can all agree the cl- the only fault in the sorry the polishing cloth the only yes. fault in the polishing cloth is that it is simply twenty dollars and it doesn't yeah. why right, <laughs> I'm sure it right. does its job fine no 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 well it's twenty dollars and 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 then the kicker was is that you bought like a six thousand dollar monitor and I'm not being hyperbolic here for once that's actually how much the XDR display costs and if you get the um, nano coating then it tells you that you have to use the apple polishing cloth to polish it um <laughs> which is then 20 bucks and it's one of those things is like okay so you're making me buy you know um a, a, you spend a thousand dollars on a stand or a mount you're making me do all this other stuff i'm paying a thousand dollars to get this coating but then you won't even give me a twenty dollar cleaning cloth that is yeah. something that actually should cost two dollars and and i'm like look i know apple market but like ten dollars would be plenty of profit for you yeah i mean i that look i i think that it's got to be, yeah. I mean, that, that that's the only ridiculous part of that because it's fine as a cleaning cloth. It's just stupid that it exists. Also, that it was sold out for a really long time. That that was why I finally bought one because I was that's like, funny. no one can buy these. <laughs> like it was, it was, you like, know, it was one it. of those FOMO things. I was like, well, I I, I gotta get it because it's funny now. But yeah, see if it lives up to the hype. I, I lost mine and bought another one with my <laughs> MacBook, with no. my nice M3 MacBook because, like, I don't know about y'all, but do you get like those little dots on your screen and then you've got to yes. clean it off? Those so, dots. I don't know. I just, I, I think like a really good polishing cloth, like I have really strong opinions about these because, you know, I work on my cars a lot, right? Sure. So, um, I mean, it really is a uniquely good like microfiber cloth. It's durable. You can throw it in mm-hmm. a bag. I'm not going to say it's worth it, but it is a really nice piece of kit for that. So um, yeah, I didn't true. feel bad because like one I'd buy for like to really like, like, you know, clay bar my Porsche, like it would mm. be, it would be less, but it wouldn't be crazy less if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So we, we can agree the cleaning cloth as silly as it is. Good product good product we like it overpriced, it's not the worst apple product not not at all not even close I let's mean, this turn list has some good to contenders. the touch bar and the Ooh. butterfly keyboard yeah. situation because yeah. I, I so i had forgotten that that 2015 macbook only had one port christina mm-hmm. until you mentioned it just now i yep. i never had to use that but i know people who did and nobody was happy no well, because here's the thing, and and so and it's interesting because initially, and I think this will still be my vote, but initially, but but maybe I'll be swayed while I I, I might be able to talk myself into the into the MacBook being the worst product. So initially, I was like, hands down, the 2016 MacBook Pro. That's the worst Mac, you know, since Steve Jobs came back from Apple, and and then certainly of the Tim Cook era, right? Like I think that it, it's just it's just it's a bad machine. 
But here's the thing with that 15 inch Mac or that, that, that 2015 MacBook. And I reviewed it twice and I loved the look of it. And I was like, this is the future of computing. And I was totally wrong um, because the future of computing is actually bringing back the MacBook Air. Um, <laughs> I, I, I was right in the sense that, yes, we were all going to move to USB-C and, and, and that Ultrabooks were, were going to do that. But I, I was wrong. I, I figured I was like, look, I know this is underpowered right now. I know this is problematic, but everyone copy the MacBook Air. And that's what every Ultrabook looks like. And, and that they're all going to copy the MacBook and that's going to be the future. I was completely wrong. I will be mm. um, happy to admit that. In fact, what happened is everyone continued to copy the, the you know, 2011 MacBook Air or 2010 MacBook Air. And then Apple basically recopied the, the 2010 um, uh, MacBook Air um, in 2018. And then they finally redesigned it in, in 2021. Um, so, so the MacBook Air remains the future of Ultrabooks. But that MacBook... It was expensive. It was beautiful. It used these M series um, uh, Intel chips, not to be confused with the M series Apple chips. Mm. But it was so underpowered. I know you had uh, one Brie. I had one too because it was rose gold, and I got a good deal on it. But it was so underpowered. It had one port, and like, and then the keyboard. I didn't have any problems with that keyboard, like I did on the the subsequent model. But it was the beginning of like you know what I think is is. Apple's worst uh, in, in in modern you know Apple history um, like repairability you know kind of scandal. Um, yeah, it it yeah. was the one Where that it was ushered just that breaking in. all the time, and pe- the yeah. people couldn't do anything about it because you had to basically just throw the whole computer. You had to get out. a whole new computer, basically. You know, they had to replace yeah. the whole top case. They couldn't just replace the keyboard. I had mine replaced twice, so I I don't know. I I feel like there's a lot to hate about that MacBook. Um, I also though feel like. I mean, the, the Touch Bar 2016 MacBook Pro is just a terrible, terrible machine in every level. Remind me what else was wrong with that one? Because I, I know the Touch Bar ended up being pretty and the gimmicky. Butterfly keyboard. Okay, yeah, and it had I mean, the, the butterfly the keyboard bar... at that point. Yeah, okay. So it was just kind yeah, of like, the here's keyboard. a gimmicky thing that nobody asked for. Your volume keys are now weird. And we've got right. the butterfly keyboard. Right. And everything is soldered in. And, and it's running these Intel chips that, you know towards the end of their life get really hot and and that you know can't cool for anything and and apple's so mad about that that they create their own chips um so you know it's just sort of one of those things like if you bought like a like if you bought a 16 inch like 2019 macbook pro if you spent like four or five grand on that i am so sorry like i'm i i feel almost as bad for you as people who bought a 2019 mac pro um i was the one who put that on the list and the reason i did it's a great machine it's an amazing machine it it was out for like a year and then Apple, um, not even a year and Apple like pulls the rug out underneath everyone. It was like, we're going to do our own chips. Um, so that means we're not going to bother supporting new GPUs or anything mm, anymore. Yeah. And congratulations. You spent 10 grand on, on this thing that is uh, essentially DOA. Um, but, but that's, that's, that, that's a great machine. The trash can Mac pro that was just, uh, did I, did, Brianna, did you ever use that trash can Mac or have you always been? Yeah, no, I, yeah. I nearly got one when I was thinking about my 24 core uh, Mac Pro and Jim mm-hmm. uh, actually talked me out of it uh, because Phew. they were so cheap on eBay. So I, I haven't worked with one like a lot firsthand. I just think, and to come back to something you were saying, Christina, like we all agreed the touch bar uh like sucked like it was a real disappointment like in every way it was disappointing how long apple stuck with it it's disappointing how far their vision of it like Mm -hmm. fell from reality um 
but at the same time, like it's disappointing. Like that hot guy you went to high school with who <laughs> ended up being a drug dealer and never <laughs> left his hometown. Like it's just right, kind and, of and, innocuous. And, and, and it is no longer hot. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it's just like a failure of a, of something that's wasted potential. The butterfly mm. keyboard was such a huge scandal. It nearly Mm -hmm. ruined the entire legendary MacBook line, which if you're taking a historic context, like this is Carrie Bradshaw's like thing, right? Like this is a... a She made it sexy. It's been an icon for years and years and years. It's ubiquitous now, but like this is the tool. Like there's a reason every single journalist like has one of these, right? So... I just, I, I think like something is so bad, it, 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 it threatens to destroy Apple's reputation. I, I think that's kind of, I think it's hard to argue for anything else on this list, in my view. Like the trash can Mac. No, I totally agree. You know, you know, pluggable external GPUs didn't work out as a technology, right? Mm, okay. Right. That's sad if you did that. It still looks gorgeous, right? Yeah. yeah. yeah right, mean, right. And people, and people did get life out of them. I mean, it was just, sure. it was unfortunate that they didn't get the support, you know, for other things. No, I agree with that. I totally agree with that. And the HomePod, as much as I hate it, like... I they sound good. I just think that they're incredibly limited devices, um, and and that's mostly a meme for me to just hate on the on on the HomePod. But I, I don't just think one last that it is anywhere to close. Dunk on it, <laughs> absolutely. But but I but I don't think that like it is in any like I don't even think it like it is it, worthy of being on a list. It would be the first one I would cross off, right? Like yeah. that in the cleaning cloth. I'm like, you get passes. The rest of them, I think, you know, you can make arguments about various things. But no, I'm with you. I think the butterfly keyboard is just one of those things. It, like you said, it threatened their their reputation. Um, I think that they've finally done well enough with the M series uh, in you know Apple Silicon machines to kind of bring people back. But I was genuinely concerned. Like in the uh, you know Jason Snell does his annual Apple um, uh, r- report card, and um, I am. Um, I, I respond to that every year and like I wrote I think like three years in a row and I was like this is hurting you know the reputation this is yeah. bad for repairability bad for you know um like quality like this is this is bad so yeah I, I think I think you're right I think that has to be the winner yeah uh, you got my vote honestly all right the butterfly keyboard macbook you have won unfortunately Rocket's Prize for Worst Apple Product Released During Our <laughs> Tenure. And I think that that's very fair. We spent so much darn time talking about that that laptop and also talking about both of you needing to go to the Apple Store so often to fix it. All right, we're taking a turn again towards the pleasurable best tech product released during our time here. And we've got some great nominees. We've got uh, the Nintendo Switch, the Steam Deck, AirPods are back again, the SNES Mini, the M1 Mac, uh, and I tacked on Xbox Game Pass, although now yeah. I need to remind myself if that actually did start during did. our time on this show. It, it did. did, yay! It, it, it did, 2017. Yep. Yeah, I added yep. that on last night because it occurred to me. Uh, because something in a future category reminded me of it and how good it is. <laughs> um, these are all, I, I think, so going back through our previous, like, year retrospectives, the Nintendo Switch has won, like, best product, I think, like, three years running, if I'm not mistaken. I think it did. Yeah. Um, I did. Yeah. It's so good. They, it's so good that they didn't even really bother to release another one. 
<laughs> they just said this is fine. I mean, they they have the refreshed version, obviously, but it's the same, essentially the same device. There's no Nintendo Switch Two yet, um, and it has kept up with or rather developers have continued to optimize their games for the switch since it came out. Um, and that is no small feat, I think, because it is just no. so much less powerful than every other console out there, but it is a pleasure to use. Um, it has a great, a surprisingly great variety of games for something that is so much less powerful than the other consoles. Um, and which, you know, as a Nintendo product, I think is, most often associated with like a certain type of game, a certain, you know, tone of game even. Um, and the switch isn't restricted to like just kids games, just Nintendo games. It's got a lot of really, really good indie stuff on it too. Um, and I adore it. My dark horse is of course the steam deck, which I Mm -hmm. didn't expect to maybe enjoy as much as I do, but I have one and I love it. Um, even just playing Lethal Company with my coworkers recently, which is a multiplayer game, I had lent my gaming laptop to, to a subject for a story, uh, so I didn't have it. And I was like, oh, shoot, what am I going to do? Oh, I have the Steam Deck. And we weren't sure if it would work, but I was able to play this early access game that is not optimized for the Steam Deck. It worked fine. I was able to play multiplayer with my coworkers using, you know, we are. It's a game that uses local audio, so we all had our little headphones talking to each other in the game, and it worked great. Like there were certain things, like I couldn't dance. Um, there are certain you you need to type commands on the computer in that game, which I couldn't really do. But I, I didn't have a. I could have hooked up an external keyboard to it, and I just you know didn't have one. So it really, really just shockingly good device that, for, if, in my experience just works in the way that we often expect apple products to just work where you want to do something you think okay it's gonna it should i should be able to download this thing and do this thing and it just works and that is not an experience i've ever had a with steam (laughs) b with with a, a a computer that is not um mac a mac computer um and it's linux based so you know it's not like it's windows or anything but anyway those are my top two contenders for this but i'd love to hear y'all's thoughts on the snas mini the m1 mac the xbox game pass or airpods who are returning although we we've talked about those extensively so maybe not yeah i i want to plug the m1 macbook or the the apple silicon uh version max i mean not only did this save the entire line like we were just talking about this is, it, it really is a next generation tool for professionals. Um, you know, I, I'm really stunned, especially as I'm traveling nowadays, just how much, like Apple has promised all day battery life for a long time. And I think that's true for normies that don't use their MacBook as much as mm. I do. But I mean, I, you know, Christina, the other night where I texted you from the Delta Lounge, thank you for that, mm-hmm. by the way. Uh, you know, I sat up there for three <laughs> hours doing video editing um, on an external drive after a really long shoot, right? And I left, I still had 80% battery life. That was after oh. three hours of Final Cut Pro work, right? So, I mean, I I just think we take for granted just how 
good this laptop is from the gorgeous screen to the really, really efficient body to the connectivity of it. Like USB-C is ubiquitous enough now that you're not really sacrificing as much as you used to. It is it is truly a tool for professionals. Yeah, no, I, th- I think that that's really fair. Like I do take it gr- for granted because it is just so, it does everything I want it to. Yeah. What about the SNES Mini? I think that uh, you oh, put that on there, Brianna. Oh, it was so good. so good. It was so good. I love mine. And it really, it Me spawned. Too. There's been such a resurgence of, you know, Mr. FPGA and, mm-hmm. you know, analog in the meantime. And it really did kind of kick off this era of, um, you know, real innovation uh, in this space. And I think that's very much to its credit. Hmm. Yeah. and. And I think that the game selection was great. Like, you know, the NES Mini was amazing. And the SNES Mini was, like, even better. And then all these people came up with little hacks and and, and other stuff that, you, you know, you could put on it. And and what I think is notable is that, like, you had every company coming out of the woodworks to make their own retro console, and none of them could make it work. Like, the, the Genesis was, was pretty mid. The PlayStation was awful, awful, terrible. Mm-hmm. Like, Brie and I are still mad about that. Um, you know, and, and I think there's like an, there's a Neo Geo or something that I didn't even bother with. I was like, I, I don't even care about you. Right. Uh, and, and I think to your point, like, like, like FPGAs obviously are, are different than what Nintendo was doing with the NES and SNES mini. But I think that it really spurred on people getting more interested in those things and, and, you know, introducing younger people to retro hardware and maybe getting them into those places. So I think that's fantastic. Um, I also think like we should give Game Pass a shout out because Game Pass is to me like I would kind of especially when you pair it with and it's interesting because you can like kind of use it with you know the Steam Deck um, not in the easiest way but but you can definitely do it um, mm-hmm. and and I think that that kind of has unlocked for a lot of people and definitely for me it's changed how I play games um, I've definitely discovered a ton of games that I wouldn't have otherwise I've bought things I've bought DLCs I've bought other stuff that, that I wouldn't have um, done otherwise. And, and, and I really feel like I've had an opportunity to discover games more. Um, I, I, it's interesting, this whole list, when I look at this best tech product list, I'm like, I have a variation of these things usually in my bag at all times, not, not the SNES mini. Um, uh, but I have, you know, a steam deck, sometimes a switch AirPods, you know, M one Mac, um, and, and then a way to access game pass. Um, at all times, and I think that's really telling. Mm-hmm. Um, the mm-hmm. switch, the switch won three years in a row, I think, and, and it deserved it. I, I kind of agree with you, though, Simone. When I think about the Steam Deck, and I got the Steam Deck OLED um, last month, and I didn't have a chance to talk about it on the show, but I will say a little bit now. It's not a necessary upgrade, um, although it's a really good one. And 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 I gave Grant my my old Steam Deck, which has been like the greatest gift ever. I was like, Merry Christmas! Yeah. You, you can have my my old Steam Deck, and he's in love with it. And I've been trying to tell him about it, you know, for a year and a half beforehand. He just ignored me. Yeah. Um, and now he understands. He's like, no, this is great. And he uses it, you know, for all kinds of things. It's great as like a, even as a computer, you know, desktop. Um, but I really do feel like between like the Switch and the Steam Deck, like it's just, it's, I, I, I game in a way that I, that I, I, that I didn't game a decade ago. And mm-hmm. I, when I had more time to game and, and yeah. it's, it's, I don't know. I feel like both of those things really, and Game Pass, I think like those three things, like to me, unlocked my love of gaming again in a way that, you know. Yeah, the holy trifecta. And it's it's just about like the the flexibility and convenience of it. Because like these are all devices, like Game Pass allows you to play games on 
PC, on Xbox, on Steam Deck. Uh, the Switch and the Steam Deck your both allow even. you to on your phone, yeah, as well. Switch and Steam Deck both allow you to play games. Uh, traveling on the couch, on your TV, in bed, on the toilet. <laughs> like it's about having. It's about acknowledging that like people play games in more places than just like at a desk in an office or like on a couch um in their in their living room um but that those things are nice too yeah. <sighs> i don't know between the three of them as i i would i honestly okay i lean switch just because the steam deck is newer and the switch has had more of a chance to make an impact i don't yeah. think necessarily i think the steam deck could have this impact over the course of its life um especially as more people like again optimize their games for it even though again they just seem to work which is really really cool um but the switch has had such an impact over the course of its its years i don't know what do y'all think about that so here's my argument for steam deck yes you can run emulators on it including switch emulators okay so it just as a as a best tech product outside of the the concept of like yeah impact over the course of the show yeah, honestly, I'd give it to it. I don't I like know, Bri, what do you think? Two crimes in our final episode. That's that's of good. course I am. Nintendo, <laughs> of course I am. Nintendo famously non litigious uh, as a company. Well, no, look, I'd be, but also, you know, if, if I extract ROMs myself from my hacked um, Switch, which I've done, and and if I find a way to use those ROMs in another way, in a, in a different emulator or something, I don't know. I mean, look, it's for science. Okay, so I. I I, I suspect I'm going to get outvoted here. I love Ooh. the Switch. The Switch is great. Um, but it's also like uh, we have enough time now to have a long view of the Switch and what its legacy is, right? Um, it is tremendously underpowered. Uh, the screen is not great on it, and it has brought no shortage of headaches to developers uh, for years and years and years now. You know, there are a lot of games they have to try to uh, create cloud versions of them. Mm-hmm. Like, didn't Outer Wilds do this? Uh, just because yeah. it can't compute it, like, locally. And there's such a huge market for it, it's worth it to them to run the servers for it. So I I, I, I think, point. like... Judging a nine-year time frame, the Steam Deck is important. I think it's largely just following a trend that the Nintendo Switch started. And I, I don't know. I, I think I, my vote is probably going to be for the MacBook, the Apple, you know, Apple Silicon. Ooh. But if y'all want to go Switch, I certainly understand it. There's a reason we've said every single year this is what we're going with. I think we're yeah. leaving Steam Deck, though. I was going to say, Christina, I, I think my vote is Steam Deck. Down to it. I, oh! <laughs> Look, I bought both this year. I bought both a Steam Deck OLED and a, an M3 Max. I love them both. Um, if I had to say which one I've had, like, the most just, like, unfettered joy out of, it's the Steam Deck. And Fair. And and that was a surprise for me. So that that's my vote. But I I totally like because I we I genuinely I would be happy with any product on this list winning. Like I'd be yeah. like I I could make an argument for any product on this list. I I, I think for me I, I agree with everything that you said about the Steam Deck. Uh, I agree with Bree that the M1 Mac like is really really life changing. Um, I I think we're gonna have to do a tiebreaker of some kind because I feel for me my heart is with the Nintendo Switch. 
I and I I can't I can't move away from it. How do we we had never had a tiebreaker before? We've How do we had... do this? Should I? You know what? I, I, I'll I'll go switch. I'll go switch if if that's if that's because I look it, it. We gave it to it three years in a row. I totally understand what you're saying about its legacy, Brie. You're not wrong. But if I look back at like what is going to be the greatest console of like the 2010s and and the early 2020s, it's the Nintendo Switch. There's not even there's not another option in my opinion. Fair enough. All right, democracy has prevailed. The Nintendo Switch wins best tech product <laughs> for the entire history of our show. Worst tech products: Nintendo oh. Online, oh. Uh, a a, con- a conceptual one, the lie of USB C, which I'll have Christina mm-hmm. explain in a minute. The Peloton yes. tread that freaking eats children. Uh, the <sighs> PSX Mini. The hackable cock cage. Uh, we, we've covered a couple of these, I feel like, over the course of our show. Um, cock cages that are vulnerable to exploitation. Cyberpunk 2077's launch, which was a uh, hard time. The exploding Samsung Galaxy Note 7. Uh, and the first generation of folding phones. Worst tech products. There are a lot of juicy ones here. Uh, Christina, really quick, do you want to run us through what is the, your proposal, the lie of USB-C? Yeah. So my whole proposal of the lie of USB-C is that it's a connector that looks great. And you're like, oh, this is USB-C. I can use this with another thing. And then you realize, oh, no, no, no. This is USB-C 3.1, um, um, it, it, you know, uh, A, or or this is, this is USB-C 3.2. Or no, wait, this is Thunderbolt three. Oh no, wait, this is Thunderbolt four. Oh wait, this this cable supports a hundred watts of power delivery, but only um, USB two transfer speeds. Oh, but this one will do you know a, a lesser amount of power delivery, but actually do fast transfer speeds. I don't know what cable I'm using because they are all that have the same connector, and I can't figure any of this out. So yeah, that's that's the lie of USB C. That's very frustrating. And this it's also fresh on your mind, we should say. It is fresh on my mind because I had to anyway, I won't get into it, but let's just put it this way. Target disk mode, which is still a thing on Intel Max, no longer works with um USB C, it works only with Thunderbolt. However, if you wanted to do a restore of a Mac from DFU mode, you cannot use a Thunderbolt cable for that process. You have to use a USB C cable. Why? I don't know. The 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 similar process, you have to use two different cords. And if but if you want to use the very similar to tar- target disk mode, um disk share mode on an Apple Silicon machine, you can use either cable. So even in the Apple ecosystem, you can't just use one cable. You have to travel with with both now, which is something I learned this weekend. So yeah, that's fresh on my mind. And Brianna, do you want to walk us through the PSX Mini, which you personally resent? It was, it was such a disaster. I mean, they get this thing and you would think they would at least go, okay, we're going to give you the NTSC versions of this and not PAL, just so right. it will run at 60 frames a second and not 50 which is too slow. That would be yeah. the first thing you would check for when you're going, oh, which ROM of Metal Gear, one of the best games <laughs> of all time, should we use here? Lay, lay, lay. Come on. It was lazy top to bottom. And the mm-hmm. thing that gets me, I didn't know this until yesterday when I was talking about how I think uh, games are underpriced uh, uh, because the they haven't risen with the cost of inflation. Christina, did you know that the original PS1 back in the mm-hmm. 90s sold 
but depending on which stat you look at, between 108 million units worldwide mm-hmm. and 118 million units yes. worldwide. The PS4 sold 120 million, which is right. barely different. So right. like, this is a huge, huge, and, and the gaming audience was so much smaller back then. And it so, was. And and. And, and this was Sony's very first console that had started out as like a Super Nintendo, you know, like add-on that they had right. to then ramshackle into their own thing. And when it came out in the U.S., it was four ninety nine at launch and went up against the Saturn. Everybody thought the Saturn was going to win. R.I.P. Sega. Um, <laughs> it, it, it then came down in price subsequently, but it no, it was huge. I, 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 you know, kind of came of age during like that era of consoles. And I liked the Nintendo 64 better, but no one can deny the fact that the PlayStation was the console. And then the PS2 was even bigger because it was also a DVD player. But no, the PlayStation was massive. And you're exactly right. For them to do just the most lazy, I think you perfectly summed up, just lazy top to bottom implementation of a mini console. They didn't even, correct me if I'm wrong on this, the controllers weren't even DualShock, were they? I I don't remember. I think you're right. I think you're right. There were these cheap USB ones and, you know, they look the same and they're, they're, they're reasonably decent if you're trying to speed run, but just no love put into it whatsoever. So, and they had the whole world ready to support them. Totally. And some of our, and some of those games really did benefit from like the, the DualShock six and they didn't have that. And it's like, okay, that was one of the big innovations that happened here. Not to mention just that the choice of games wasn't great. Some of that was licensing. A lot of it was not. And then they took these really bad ROMs, like really bad emulation things. And then the emulator wasn't good either. I mean, I think like more I'm thinking about, I'm like, there are worse things probably on this list, but that's probably the one that that angers me the most because I felt the most betrayed mm-hmm. <laughs> because mm-hmm. that was like my childhood. And I'm like, what are you doing? You are literally like coming from my childhood right now. Whereas my other childhood console, you know, the the SNES Mini was perfect in every way. The controller was great. The game selection was perfect. You could hack it easily. It was fantastic. And then Sony did the very Sony thing, which is to just like phone it in. Based on that, on based on that argument, like even though I personally didn't, I, I was not personally affected by the PSX Mini. <laughs> I am willing to give it to it just because, like some of these things, like Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven, they fixed it. The yeah. hackable cock cage the, is a horrible mistake, but is it the worst? Probably not. The exploding Galaxy Note seven again, they they did you know fix it and it was still exploding, but. Th- th- we've moved we past it. that. We've moved past yes. the first gen of folding phones. First gen, you got problems. The PSX Mini was something that could have been just like a, a, a slow lob of the ball, a swing, a home run. It's not that complicated. It's not. <laughs> it shouldn't have been. And yeah. No. So I and would yet, vote for I, that if you are both in agreement on it being the no, worst. I, I, I can see that. The only other one that I would say while we're talking about that is we have to talk a little bit about Nintendo Online. Because we <sighs> gave Nintendo Switch the best product of, okay. of, of our era. Uh, I'm going to advocate Nintendo for Online. this. Yeah. Uh, okay. So, Please do. So I couldn't see my nieces this year. So for the second year in a row, we had a Mario Kart streaming tournament. And I'm happy to say 
did I call up one of my friends because I got destroyed last year at Mario Kart, which is very embarrassing. Very embarrassing considering I've been playing it since 1992. Did I call up one of my friends this year that's one of the top speedrunners in the entire world at Mario Kart and ask her how to actually crush my teenage niece? You better believe that I did. And I brought Honor back to the Woo House, the actual Woo House, not that fake Woo House. Uh, I'm very proud (laughs) of that. But it was such a disaster (gasps) sitting there on the phone trying to get these Nintendo services to work. Mario Party, I like Mario Party a lot. It's a lot of fun. But no, we couldn't play that. It crashed. The friend system is broken. And I think Mm -hmm. if we are going to say that... The, the Nintendo Switch is the greatest product of the last nine years, which I will go with. I think you've got to say this side of it is utterly trash and yes. it's broken and it's unusable mm-hmm. for a lot of people. And I think an equal amount of theory right, that is, called, is called for. I, I think I agree with that. It's similar to too. the PSX Mini in that like, you have a company that has the the resources to do this correctly and do it very well and they have failed to do so and they've been given ample opportunity to fix that and it has and, not and been and they fixed. won't even try yeah like, like that that's the worst part like they, they show no sign of even trying and here's the thing if you'd wanted to basically say that like the switch is is primarily like a, a single person console or you play online you know like you know kind of everybody in the same room together fine but if you're going to sell and then you charge money, you know, you charge whatever it is, 50 bucks a year or whatever it is for the family plan and, and, and for other things. And you want everybody to buy this direct stuff. And then you literally, you know, won't even make any effort to improve these things. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like it, it, it is insulting. And, and it's um, I've had similar things with with um, friends and, and um, relatives, Brie, of trying to, to do switch gaming. And, and I gave up. Right. I mean, I think that we all had a great time during the pandemic playing Animal Crossing and that was like maybe the most successful, you know, thing. And that still had issues too, you know? And, Certainly and, did. And, it's a miracle. I mean, we had a lot of issues. It. Right. I mean, and, and I think we gave it a lot of grace because there were so many people and whatnot. But if you really are thinking about it, you're like, okay, way more people play way bigger games all the time yeah. on computers that have various versions of operating systems and, you know, different, you know, graphics cards and all, all kinds of other things they have to, you know, query. Like, you're talking about something that is the same piece of hardware yeah. and you're you're not able to 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 make this work. Yeah. I I I'm in full agreement to to making Nintendo Online the worst tech product. I can get behind that. Vote, vote sealed, Nintendo Online, worst tech product of the tenure of us here at Rocket. Done. Someone needs to go to the Hague for that. Really <laughs> <laughs> do. Truly, because it is a war crime. Who's you're not even responsible. Um, let's see. I actually can we let's okay yeah so the next category is biggest scammer i had just noted down 2023 coverage for this one um and we did not go back and because we have a lot of other categories where we talk about the the other scammers that we've talked about over the course Mm -hmm. of this show so i think that's okay and i'll just run through them really quickly uh so there was, of course, Logan Paul, who did, I believe, two crypto pump and dumps in early 2023. Um, yeah. Charlie Javis, uh, the founder of Frank, uh, who's just scammed JP Morgan, which actually 
rules. Uh, Sam Bankman Freed, <laughs> who we spent half the year covering the exploits of. Billy McFarland, who is trying to bring back Fire Festival for what I think is possibly the third time. Uh, and mm-hmm. Stockton Rush, who got a bunch of people imploded uh, in a very, very <sighs> bad submersible uh, in the Atlantic Ocean this June. Um, honestly, uh, okay. M- yeah. On numbers alone, Sam Bankman-Fried. Yeah, absolutely. There's no doubt. There's no doubt. There's no doubt. He, he, he's, he's the winner. Yeah. He's not the most entertaining, but he's the winner. Okay, yeah. so let's talk about runner-up because... Yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Charlie Javis, I had completely forgotten about until I was going back through the old episodes, show notes, and I was like, oh, yeah, that, that did happen, I guess. Uh, not a lot of cultural impact there. No, no, because most people didn't know about it to begin with. I mean, look, I mean, she she girl she girl bossed too hard. She you know, yeah. she she lied to people who you don't lie to, which is J.P. Morgan. Although J.P. Morgan also should have, I mean, like they did do some due diligence. Maybe should have done some better due diligence. Not enough. Uh, I I don't know. I, it's weird. Like Stockton and Rush, I feel bad about because like he died. Um, yes. It, so I feel bad being like runner up. Um. I kind of want to give it to Logan Paul just because Billy McFarland, yeah. he could scam harder, honestly. Yeah. It's could. lazy. Like, give me, give me more details about Fire Festival 2. Like, if you want, right. if you truly want to lie to me and make me, uh, make me believe in this because I don't believe I was in gonna it. I say, yet. Logan makes you believe. Logan, yes. Logan, it, like, A, he doesn't care. Like, he will completely brush off the criticism, but two, like, he will make you believe. Like, and he'll do it again. He's, <laughs> he, of course he will. He's a very good wrestler, I have to say. Like, it's, it's very, distressing but he's he was made for this like he he genuinely he's his brother is awful but he's incredibly charismatic and i completely understand why he still has an audience despite all the things that he's done his his scam was so dumb it was so dumb and coffeezilla calling him out on this and him just Mm -hmm. weaseling his way out of it from his low iq audience i'm sorry like Oh, totally. Like, uh, like, I mean, Sam Bankman-Fried is obviously a terrible person and deserves the prison sentence he got and more. But just as far as being like a, like, there's nothing redeemable about Logan Paul in my view. So, yeah, yeah I'm not just charming. saying that because he kidnapped the character based on me. I know. In Law and Order. <laughs> Does that factor into it? Yes. God, I forgot that yes. that was so him. hate him. Oh my god! Yeah, no, I have to say you're not wrong about anything you said, except despite all that. And I think this is why he would be like my runner-up because he's very compelling. He's very charismatic. Like I, I is he's he? going to be able to continue. Is I think he? he is. I think he is. He's I, I, like, I think that's. He's like if you rolled every frat boy in college yes. up that you should not accept a drink from into yes. a single human being, yes. a single entity. Like it works for me. Yes, but I th- on I was, numbers I was, wise, like his. If we're looking at biggest scammer, numbers wise, Charlie, I think that okay, Charlie Javis, yes, but cultural impact. It's Logan Paul. Is Logan Paul? Yeah, totally. I mean, SBF is the winner, but but then then it'd be Logan Paul for sure. <laughs> All right, biggest scammer, Logan Paul, Sam Bing- Well, Sam Bigman Fried, followed by Logan. Paul. Very important. Uh, this is a category that I added yesterday as I was thinking yeah, I like about this. some of my favorite runner-ups. Best leak. We've had so many leaks Ooh. over the course of the show. A lot of Apple coverage is defined by leaks. My nominees are the Facebook papers, 
uh, the unredacted mm-hmm. Microsoft legal documents that were <laughs> uploaded, oh this, which I can't stop thinking. It, honestly, this category exists oh just God. because I just want to remember them. Uh, the yes, Sony so studio good. emails, anything mm-hmm. from Ming-Chi Kuo surrounding Apple, uh, Sam Bankman freed giving the New York <laughs> yes. times, Caroline Ellison's Google doc, uh, the chastity oh cage God. manufacturer exposing locations, passwords, and emails. I told you the chastity cage would come back of its customers. Uh, and Mark Zuckerberg's leaked to our Facebook Q and a audio. Uh, which we also had a lot of fun with. Uh, well, Facebook papers had the biggest impact, obviously, right? I sure. mean, mm-hmm. a lot of, and and I feel like the stuff there with Instagram that got leaked, um, with my current job where I'm talking to a lot more policymakers, I feel like that had a lot of salience that I think um, may go beyond what we can kind of appreciate here on this show. Um, I've talked to so many parents that watched that story about what Instagram is doing to their daughters and were tremendously worried about it and and do Mm -hmm. want legislative solutions on that. So I think, yeah, it also, it wasn't a hack. I mean, it was a whistleblower acting in good faith through a law firm. And I mean, I think ethically, I think, like, I understand she's got some uh, problematic views on cryptocurrency and hangs out with some weird people. But overall, um, yeah, like, like, I think that had the most salience in my view. Yeah, I agree with that. Like, it wasn't the most fun to talk about, but there was the most to say about it for sure. Um, I think it's actually the most important. Chris, sorry, Christina, I I talked over you. No, 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 you're fine. You're, I talked over you. No, I think you're t- totally right. I think it's definitely the most important. And the most fun one, I think, is is the Sony emails. Um, because, my God. Um, but that's Seeing also the way that hack. Channing Tatum types. <laughs> yes, and, and how the Steve Jobs movie fell, fell apart. Like, I, I, And, and I, I come at this with a little bit of bias because I spent uh, probably 40 hours going through those emails and wow. and trying to piece together just for one story and trying to piece together one narrative. You know, there's so much stuff there. And um, and I felt a little bit gross doing it because, you know, you're literally like reading, you know, people's emails and and whatnot. Um, but but it was definitely entertaining. The unredacted Microsoft legal documents, oh my God. Like I think that that that's brought up in another category, but that's wow, wow, wow. Just talk about unforced errors. Like that's, that's hilarious. It's, it's, it's the funniest one of all of these. Um, the, the, the Caroline Ellison Google doc oh, also so highly good. entertaining. So good. It's so amazing. So I mean, good. I love it. I love that. Was that ethically sourced? That was like released as part of a, um, a lawsuit. So I don't know. He to gave feel it guilty. to the New York times. No, 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 no. He gave it to the New York times. That's why he, that's why he got, um, uh, his, his bail was, um, oh, uh, revoked. It was so good though. Cause he's just like, Hey, oh, want to read this? You want to oh. read some good s- notes that my ex wrote about me? Here they are. <laughs> It'll make fantastic. me look really good. I think. Except Idiot. he didn't <laughs> at all. Like, he's just literally like, my God, like, talk about, like, just listen to your lawyers and shut up. Yeah. Um, and, and the inability to do that brought us so much content this year. Thank you, SBF. Um, yeah, look, the Facebook paper's most important one. Uh, I think probably between Sony and, and the, the Sam Bankman-Fried one's the most entertaining for me. But yeah, I mean. Yeah, I think I've got to give it to Facebook papers for, you know, size sure. and scope and impact. Um I also, forgetting the recency bias about the Google Doc, Sony emails would be my runner-up um, mm-hmm. for 
for uh, amusement factor. Also, just because like so many of the people affected by that, like it's very different from the Sony hack that we just saw, like we talked about a couple yeah. weeks ago. Um, in that, with this one, a lot of the impact was on just people who are you know the people who are making the decisions uh with these movies who are in power who are you know just trying to make their wacky little (laughs) wacky little billion dollar films or million dollar films rather um and so it felt frivolous in a way that often a hack will not um right i i I enjoy that when it comes when it comes my way um but facebook papers gets my vote Totally. Yeah. Facebook is my vote. But I'll just say another thing because I, I agree with you about the Sony thing. It, that was just a very we had no right to read what we were reading, but yet it was there and, and it becomes news. And I think that it was it was interesting. Right. We got to see some very candid conversations between studio executives about mm-hmm. how decisions are made. Many things that people have assumed and then you just see it in black and white. and You're like, oh, OK, cool. You know? Yeah, absolutely. Um, and 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 which was which was great. So. But yeah, Facebook paper is definitely most important. Okay, for runner-up, though, the cock cage. I mean, look, A, we got so so much content out of this. We did. But more importantly, I think this is like, if you're looking for a story to illustrate uh, the problems with the Internet of Things, this is just, it's got it all, right? It's got something deeply private. It's got uh, penises. It's got, (laughs) like, it's got, it's got everything. And I think it's kind of a tale of woe that is actually very helpful, if that makes sense. You're, you're so right. You're so right. Uh, And it was just like, so I remember when, when we covered it, it was just like, so what leaked? Uh, only the worst possible things for some a device of this nature, for any hack, but also for a device of this nature. The fact that it was locations, that it was a chastity yeah. cage that w- <laughs> where you need, you know, you're remote controlling it and you have the person's location. No, stop. It's It couldn't have been worse. Um, so it, it was like a perfect storm of like device plus sensitivity of information mm-hmm. um very very bad oh, you're all making really compelling arguments i i i i, I don't know We're, we haven't even talked about apple stuff i i feel like that just fades into yeah. the background that's every week for it, us it doesn't matter it doesn't matter that that, that in the in the zuck two hour facebook q a meh yeah um it, but but yeah i mean look you make a great point about like the implications on the chastity cage thing my only argument for not putting that like in my top two is that in terms of the number of people impacted, I mean, it was pretty small. Like, I think that what it represented, definitely important. But, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know, like, way more way more people impacted by, uh, way more important information, like, you know, big, big scale things would, would be leaked in both the Sony emails and, and the Microsoft legal docs. Yeah. Um, My vote's for Facebook papers. Yeah, Facebook papers. Facebook sure. papers wins best leak of uh of our tenure here at rocket most effed company a favorite category returning and we've covered a lot of them um twitter ftx silicon valley bank and binance uh emerged this year as contenders social media as a whole i have put on this list board a yacht club uh flash in the pan movie pass a beloved recurring character and unity who managed to just sort of poop all over uh, a loyal user base this year (laughs) uh by changing or proposing uh some changes to their licensing 
Um, and Epic said, thank you very much. <laughs> Unreal Engine is doing very well. Thank you so much. Ah, oh, so many contenders. Um, it, Twitter to me, though, stands out as one that we have yeah. been covering through the entire run of the show. And one where, like, obviously FTX is effed, but beyond all recognition. But the slow death of Twitter. Yeah. Which is still ongoing. And and, and the fact that it, it, it just didn't need to be this way. Like, there, there were very clear sort of sliding door moments when we could have gone a different way. Yes. FTX, from its very founding, effed. Deeply effed. Yeah. Twitter a sort of Shakespearean tragedy uh, of effidness. Mm-hmm. No, very much so. I, I, I'd agree with that. I, I My only thing is I wonder, like, social media as a whole, I kind of like that. Mm, strong. Because, I mean, Twitter, Twitter, I think, I think we had singular company. I think you're absolutely right. Like, FTX and Silicon Valley Bank, they both went under. Finance is, is screwed on a lot of levels. Um, uh, you know, board eight yacht club, whoops, movie pass. We're going to talk more about that, um, in a future thing. Um, unity, obviously series of unforced errors, but, but I feel like, yeah, like social media as a whole is, um, the, the downfall. I feel like the thesis of rocket on inadvertently, uh, over the last nine years has sort of been like the death of social media as we know it. Like we've kind yeah. of covered the entire mm-hmm. fall mm-hmm. of something mm-hmm. that for, uh, for um, I, I speaking at least for myself was hugely important to like how I have a career and why many of you are listening to me to begin with. Um, so it's been sort of interesting to be in some ways chronicling like the downfall of the thing that like has given me a, a, a platform. Um, but but I feel like that's sort of been like an ongoing thread in our show. But if I had to pick a singular company, I would pick FTX or not FTX. Sorry, I would pick I would pick Twitter. Yeah. I, I agree. It doesn't have the most salience, except it does because it, it's how so many journalists do their jobs. And it's it's frankly much harder for me to to do things, right? Like to oh, yeah. network with people when I'm trying to do it across three social media platforms now. Yep. Um, so yeah, um, I, I agree with that. I, I do think uh, like... It movie pass though was just such an exercise in stupidity in oh, yeah, a truly impressive way. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. like totally. I don't know. And it had such a beautiful arc to it too. Yes. And everyone really got to enjoy it while it was in its downfall. Like everyone yep. was like, oh, this seems like it's really not gonna work, but it's going pretty well for me, so here we go. Yes. And everyone had a Which great was the time, best part of it. even as the executives were like, oh, no. <laughs> the executives who've now been charged with fraud. Yeah, I mean, that was just a thing where it was like anybody with an ounce of common sense would be like, the math doesn't work. Oh, no, it's fine, though. The math doesn't work. Oh, no, it's fine, though. Okay, you know what? I'm going to take advantage of this as long as I can. You know, that makes me want to disqualify it not disqualify it, but say like i wouldn't vote for it for this because the memories that we're going to have of movie pass are overwhelmingly fond Whereas oh, totally. with social media as a whole or twitter because Agreed. it's become 1, so embittered 000%. yeah 
Yeah, no. So, so I, I, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna table my movie pass thing, um, uh, because we, that comes up in a, in a, in a future category. But yeah, I would agree with you. I, I don't think that deserves to be on this list in this way. Even though it was a fantastic downfall, it's one of those things. Again, we all got to enjoy it, and usually, and for the most part, profit from it. Yeah, like, yeah, I cost them a lot of money, and I have no like degree of guilt about that. <laughs> I think that's fair. I'll go with that. So what do y'all think about just social media as a whole winning this? Or do we want to be more specific and say Twitter? I think Twitter specifically, just because it's yeah. such a exemplar of everything that's gone wrong. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's the uh, with billionaires. <laughs> yeah, yes, I the think focal right. point. The, uh, the sin eater for social media. And as you said, it's Shakespearean. <laughs> all right. Best adaptation of a rocket topic all time. We have been lucky enough to have so many shows and movies made out of stuff that we've covered on this show. We've got Dumb Money, which covers the GameStop stock manipulation. We've got We Crashed, which is about WeWork, uh, starring Christina Warren. We've got <laughs> Inventing Anna, <laughs> the Netflix series on Anna Delvey. We've got The Dropout uh, on Hulu uh, about Elizabeth Holmes and Theranos, starring Amanda Seyfried. And we've got Super Pumped, uh, the which covers the rise of Uber, um, which I think of the yeah. So Joseph yeah. Gordon with jo- yeah, sorry with Joseph Gordon Lovett. So some really really strong contenders. Um, some that were big and were not critically acclaimed, some that were critically acclaimed. Um, I had the I guess pleasure of watching Dumb Money for the first time this week. It is such a bad movie so bad. Uh, that was made way too quickly, but. <laughs> So that would not be my vote is what I would say to that. No. Um, And I have a guess to what we might all say here. And it is the dropout. Yeah. Yeah. I I think to me, it's between that and inventing Anna. I think that the, I I think that both of those were excellent. Dropout had, I mean, it was the best. Uh, What's the name of the woman that starred in that? She was just so unbelievably great. Yeah, Yeah, she was great. Amazing. I have to admit, though, like, uh, you know, seeing Anne Hathaway in We Crashed, I mean, mm-hmm. she just dominated every single shot she was in. And totally. Like, as far as just a, like, The Dropout was a much more substantial show. I think I enjoyed We Crashed more just because it was so trashy <laughs> and over the top. That, yeah, the trashy element is a fun thing. Also, Jared Leto was apparently yes. doing his whole in-character like thing the entire time. Like he went method the whole time. So he 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 was Adam the entire time, which, you know, that's of course. Okay, whatever. Yeah. You know, it, it which which is it, it's infuriating and annoying, but there that, that also adds like a compelling element to it. I, I really enjoyed We Crashed. I thought it was great. Um, I uh I loved Minnie I loved the dropout. I think the dropout was like if I have to say the best, right? Okay, mm-hmm. that that's that that's the Emmy winner. That's the best. But I I definitely, you know, I enjoyed all three of those. Yeah, I had a great time with all with, with the ones that I watched. Uh, well, except for Dumb Money, I guess. Um, actually, no, I guess that means that I didn't actually see. I fi- I didn't finish. We crashed. Um, I I think there's <gasps> a lot of value in something being trashy. I love a trashy TV show, but for me, the dropout does have to take it. Yeah. Also, we got, we got, uh, I mean, yeah, we got the, one of the people that like broke the story on Rocket. So I think yeah, that's, uh, yeah. yeah, 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 for sure. Dumb money doesn't even deserve to be on that list. God, why did they it does make not. it? It's too soon. Because, 
because they were dumb and they were after money. Yeah. All right. Next topic. Rocket topic most likely to become a movie uh, over all time. This is one where I feel there's a lot more things that we could add to this. But we've got mm-hmm. uh, the Paul brothers getting an Iron Claw style biopic. <laughs> um, we've got yep. Sam Bankman Freed and FTX's collapse. We've got the weird Sam Altman open AI. He's in. He's out. He's in. He's out. He's in. He's out. Uh, 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 drama um, from last month, I think. A Link to the Past, the Zelda game, <laughs> a Movie mm-hmm. Pass, the Rise and Fall of Movie Pass, and I added uh, the love story of Martin Shkreli and Christy Smythe. Okay, to this I have well. an ethical question here. Yes. If I have insider knowledge <gasps> that Ooh. one of these is going to be happening, do I just need to abstain here? Like, how do we want to play that? Oh no! Oh no! Well, now that you've told me, I'll, I'll, I guess full disc—you've you, made a disclosure. That's important. Um, let's see. We could change it to which one we want the most, because I think that yes, I think that there are probably three of these that are absolutely going to happen. But may, we we can maybe switch it to like which one we're most like most desirable rocket topic to yeah. become a movie. How does that suit you, Brie? Okay, I can do that more ethically, I think. Okay. Uh, I feel... Uh, gosh. Okay, does anyone else have an opening shot to fire? Because I'm really not sure. Movie Pass. Movie Pass, you want that? Movie yeah. Pass. I, I, want, yeah. I want the Movie Pass movie. Honestly. I want the Movie Pass movie or, or TV show. Because, look, all of these I would watch the hell out of, and all of them have the opportunity to be really trashy. Um, A Link to the Past... Let's be honest, Chris Pratt will just be the voice, and that's going to be upsetting for all of us, Ugh. but that is likely to happen. You take that um, back. You take that back. I mean, I wish that I could, but I can't, because oh, Nintendo man. has just decided that he's the person they're just going to let be the voice of everything, and it's awful. Um, but, uh, yeah, so I, Chris Pratt, I can't, I can't get behind. There will be some sort of open AI TV show or something at some point, I think. Same with Did Sam, you see Sam the Wall Freed. Street Journal piece on him uh, this weekend? I did. Oh, that was really good, I thought. It was really mm. good. Um, I, it, it, doesn't, it doesn't change anything in my opinion about like how I felt about how things played out, but it was definitely really interesting. I had not followed Sam Altman as closely as I should have and just kind of understanding how the... Um, you know, how that entire mafia, like uh, understanding he's a Peter Thiel disciple and uh, just all those parts of it coming together just made a lot of sense to me. And, you know, frankly, made sense why he probably got thrown out. So what I want from that story, like I, just because it happened or at least the parts of it that we're aware of happened on such a compressed timeline, I mm-hmm. kind of want like. A, a a play like a single yes. room play that's just like the yes. boardroom and we never yes. see sam altman we just see the yes. the board like trying oh to figure God. out what to yes. do about yes. this yes. i think that that would be really really fun as far no, as like movies tv shows i i should say this should this is should be most desirable rocket topic to become a movie or a tv show because a lot mm-hmm. of what we've talked about have been tv shows um i think sam bankman freed and fdx because like we've got really strong characters in that in a way that some of these we don't like yeah we've got transcripts we've got weird shenanigans we've got locations exotic locations uh we've got interpersonal drama that i think would be very very interesting to explore 
Um, which leads me to a question, Christina, actually, for the movie pass movie. Are you imagining it like being like big short esque from the perspective of the the executives who like are getting end up getting persecuted for fraud or like what what is it to you? Yes. Yeah, that, that would be what it would be. Right. It would kind of be like following like the wild ride of, of, of these two lunatic executives you know, this guy who was at Netflix and and, and this other guy who's, you know, running like a, a penny stock fraud scam who just have decided that they can up in the theatrical, you know, um, um, business um, in, in a way where they're just, you know, it just it screams embezzlement on so many levels. And we don't even know what it was for because like they lost so much money. I mean, the whole thing was so dumb. So, yeah, that would totally be my thing just to be like, can you believe that people were dumb enough to do this mm-hmm. and that people invested in them? Um, which is amazing. Um, but, uh, but I agree with you. The, the one that's the most rich for like actual content is the, the Sam Bankman Freed FTX thing like that, I think will be a prestige series. Um, once like a definitive book is written, the Michael Lewis, um, uh, book has already been optioned. Um, but that book was received mixed reviews and, and obviously didn't include the trial. And I think that the only way like the dropout could do away with, not having the trial included, but the 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 Sam Bankman Freed thing, you have to have the trial. Like that has to be a core part of it. So I, I don't even know if that, you know, that um book or or whatever mm, you would be adapting enough. this from exists yet. But but I think that that it definitely could. Um the Paul Brothers, so that could just be a really fun that could just be a really fun romp. Kind of it depends. There's no ending to that one yet though. That's true. It's, I, I completely agree. Yeah. Um, there's no ending to it. Um, and 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 the 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 Screlly Christie uh, Smythe thing like that. Um, that has a, a narrative flow and a beginning, a middle end. Um, that's interesting. But but I feel like I, I think that it's it's same, the the FTX one. And I mean, I think Movie Pass could be really fun. But I, yeah, I, th- I think FTX. I think y'all really got Christy wrong. I mean, I'm I've I've gotten to know her quite a bit since we recorded this episode together. She is so mature and so thoughtful. And you know, it's embarrassing, obviously, having your marriage fail in such a public way that like undermines your journalism. But she's such she is if she is one of the most fundamentally good people that I know in this space. And what's really stunning to me in retrospect is how bad her judgment was on this when her judgment is so good on so many other things. So I don't know. I I think, uh, I hope at some point uh, people will not just remember her as the crazy Martin Screlly lady, because there's a lot more to her than that. Oh, no, I think she's great. So you feel like there's not a movie there? I think there's a, there's... Do I want to see a movie there? I think any movie that would be true would vindicate her. So I yeah. don't know if that would be good. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean to be clear, like I'm not putting them on a list. I'm just saying, like I think that, th- that there's a there's a narrative there based on on you know the the um, the L article or or, or whatever mm-hmm. uh, the interview that she gave about that situation. I think there's something there, but I, I obviously encourage her to tell her own story, and I, I agree. I mean, she's from, I, I don't know her like like you do, but I very much enjoy her and think she's very smart and thinks she's actually remarkably brave to be very open and honest about you know the, the situation she went through um 
But uh, because most people wouldn't admit to those sorts of things, which are very human yeah. and, and very real. Um, and I think that it deserves a lot of credit and a lot of um, uh, grace. Um, but um, it's also one of those things where I feel like, I feel like maybe the moment for that movie is past. Like, I feel mm. like you could have adapted yeah. that into almost like a lifetime sort of thing, you know, a couple of yeah. years ago. I don't know yeah. what, what the future of it is now. But I do feel like the Sam Bankman Freed FTX thing, there's just like, that's prestige TV series all over. Yep. You know what I mean? Like, yep. The, poly- the polycule, like the world's ugliest polycule, the 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 um the Google Doc, the weird you know places that they work, his disgusting uh, grooming habits or lack thereof, like it's <laughs> it's got it all. The beanbag. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right. Sam Bagman Freed and FTX's downfall, most desirable rocket topic to become a movie TV show yep. with no prior knowledge of any such thing happening. Let's move on to another thorny one, worst tech bill. And we have so many freaking contenders. We've got COSA, the Kids Online Safety Act. We've got Bill C-18, the Online News Act that we talked about this year, which uh, requires companies uh, to pay for um, showing links to news. It's a link tax. FOSTA-SESTA, which passed uh, a few years ago. A House bill, FOSTA, the Fight Online Sex Trafficking Act, and the Senate bill, SESTA, the Stop Enabling Sex Traffickers Act. Uh, we've got the Montana TikTok bill, SB 419, uh, that would ban TikTok in the state of Montana, which is currently uh, failing. Uh, we've got the DSA, the EU's Digital Services Act. We've got Senate Bill 287, Utah's uh, age verification to look at Pornhub, which uh, had Pornhub going, get a VPN. (laughs) And the Restrict Act, which is uh, currently has not been passed, but uh, is the proposal to let the Secretary of Commerce ban foreign technologies from operating in the U.S. if we think they might present a threat to national security, which was introduced, again, much like uh, the Montana bill, to combat TikTok um, in a way that is dumb. So a lot of real dumb contenders here. Yeah. Oh, gosh. I think FOSTA, FOSTA SESTA yep. is the clear Same. winner here. I mean, this is when... I have to like hand it to Christina's cynicism over Washington's ability yeah. to do anything. This is a great example. They're taking a politically loaded topic. They are trying to do something about it uh, in a way that makes no sense, causes material harm for people online, and seriously curtails uh, free speech. Um, just a truly rotten idea top to bottom. Uh, Sex trafficking is a really serious issue. We should get serious about fighting it. I don't think we need to shred the Constitution to do it. So uh, that is easily the worst one here, in my view. Yeah, I would agree with that. And the thing I would go on to say is that it it wound up hurting the very same people they were purporting to help. I think that that's another thing, is that that by, by taking away a place where people could do things in a more regulated, like, kind of safe way, um, operating, you know, on using public services and forcing them to basically go underground and to operate illegally again, you've basically made people much more likely to be victims of sex trafficking. And and so uh, I, I think that is a, a really terrible bill um, that, that's done a lot of harm. Um, and uh, and yeah, uh, I think that and, and unfortunately, I think that its passage has led to things like COSA, has led to, you know, people feeling like they can pass things like the Restrict Act, has led to, you know, states like Montana and uh, Utah trying to pass their own bills. And so mm-hmm. I, I I think that I 
I uh, definitely um, agree with that. I think that it, it uh, harbored like we we all got together to fight. Um, God, what was the name of the the uh, the bill uh, in like uh, 2011 or 2012? I, or whatever. I know the one you're talking about, the one with yeah, piracy, um, SOPA, SOPA, SOPA. Yeah, we all got together to, to to fight against that, and we were able to keep that from passing. But we didn't care largely because we don't care about the people that were most impacted mm-hmm. by it because that's just how we are. We didn't care about fighting against Fosta and Sesta. And um, I think that that's been um, really, really bad all around. Yeah, I think I have to agree with that. Like, Restrict Act hasn't passed. Maybe it won't. The Montana bill died. The Utah bill is just ridiculous and comical. Fosta sesta exists. It is terrible. Um, many efforts were made to try to stop it from passing, and that... It, it, we failed um and it has had so many negative effects and like you said set a bad bad precedent for future bills so i would definitely give it to that as well all right let's move on to our next category best twitter clone short list of nominees we got three of them blue sky threads mastodon oh a field of sadness i i like mastodon but there's just a limit to the reach that stops me from really investing time there but i always enjoy it blue sky i feel like consistently ties into some of like look i'm progressive i literally spend all my time trying to get progressive policies put into place but there are some extremely online tendencies to the left that are really annoying to deal with on blue sky to the point I don't like spending time there so much. Mm. And threads is just the worst, the dumbest people on earth. (laughs) And the biggest brands. I, I would have to just every time I have clicked on a threads post that shows up in my Instagram feed and gone there and scrolled through it, I've become immediately angry. Um, Mastodon, I, 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 I think I'm neutral on just because I know it has this incredible potential. I'm not personally on it, so I, I don't think I can speak for it. From Blue Sky, I've seen the most, at least the the humor that I enjoy of Twitter being replicated mm-hmm. in in the most irreverent way. So that would get my vote for best Twitter clone, but based again purely on presence of jokes and not on literally any other <laughs> other criteria. Right. So, so I I had a good time on Blue Sky at first, and then it kind of became insufferable, and I haven't been yeah. on it in a while. And then when I did try to kind of come back, people were like, "Well, we know you like this thing better," but but like basically were like yelling at me for not being on Blue Sky, and I'm like, "Yeah, actually, I've been pretty depressed and haven't been on social media at all." So that's kind of dumb. So the entitlement there is a little bit strong, um, but that's not, I wouldn't vote against Blue Sky for that. I just feel like it burned hot and quick, and then kind of burned out for me. A lot of my favorite people are there, though. I, yeah, uh, same, but 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 I don't get anything out of it anymore, if I'm being completely honest. So I would vote Mastodon. I think Threads is probably going to be the one who's long-term going to be the winner, and it'll eventually integrate with Mastodon. But it's certainly not the best. <laughs> no, but none of them are good. I mean, honestly, I haven't had my Twitter account for seven weeks now, and I'm still in my Kafka-esque nightmare of trying to <sighs> get um, uh, access again, and um, and I miss Twitter. And I miss what Twitter was a year ago. Yeah, so, so I, I kind of want to vote none Twitter of the above. Back. 
Yeah, yeah I, I kind of want to say none? none. To be honest, yeah, no winner. None, no winner. No one can replace Twitter. There is no best Twitter clone. Done. When I'm looking for a smart conversation on something, Mastodon is where I go. It's just the thing I use Twitter for is connecting with journalists and making other professional connections. And it's just there's a there's just a limit to who's over there, right? And that's right. never gonna change. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Nothing can ever be what Twitter was. Our next category is most canceled YouTuber all time with some oh, strong man. contenders and some recency bias. We've got James Summerton, Colleen Ballinger, the Paul brothers make a return. We've got the main characters of the Bi Sister trilogy, uh, Jeffrey Starr, James Charles, uh, Shane Dawson, and Tati Westbrook. We've got Trisha Paytas, yep. who has been in and out of our show for many years. And we've got Tana Mongeau, who I had forgotten about, yes. um, but was oh, one of the Tana original Khan. people that we... Yeah. Yeah. Tana's the best. Um, and Tana's I think her, she literally has a podcast called Cancelled, if I'm not mistaken. Um, yeah, I think she does. Yeah. Which made it, which is why she came up when I Googled Cancelled YouTubers today. <laughs> also, she got fake married to Jake Paul. Oh, yeah. Remember I that? forgot about that. So we didn't talk about the H-Bomber guy video on this show, but James Summerton, that we if did. you don't know, did we? Was I not here that week? Maybe. No, we no, we didn't talk about it. We wanted to. I think we missed oh, it like, very didn't. briefly, but we didn't get into so it. So sorry. Yeah. So sorry. Go yeah. on. So just in case people don't know, uh, H-Bomber Guy uh, released uh, a four-hour, uh, by the way, his editor is a good friend of mine, uh, just truly amazing woman. Um, but he released a, um, a four-and-a-half-hour video with Cat's help really going through and documenting the plagiarism across the YouTube space. A lot of people got called to account like Illuminati, but the biggest person to just get beaten down to the point that I don't know if they're, I, I don't think they're going to have a career going forward is James Summerton. He shouldn't. Who yeah. has just like, there's plagiarism and there is, the most blatant plagiarism and making yourself like the queer YouTuber and being serially dishonest in how you engage people on it. And, you know, just a couple of days ago, he filmed a quote unquote apology video, which was the most emotionally manipulative piece of media I've ever seen in my life, I even before I watched it, I tweeted, I'm like, okay, this is going to be all about him. It's going to have oh, yeah. nothing it about his Colleen victims. Yeah, it did. And it was just a big self-pity party and said nothing about what he had done wrong. I think out of everyone here... Where are all the lies he told? Oh, 100%. Didn't engage with it at all. So everyone here, Colleen Ballinger, life is going to go on for... I don't think James Summerton is going to have a career anymore after this. I agree with that. Cause like looking at this list, like these are all people that we call canceled. They're all people who have media that they are making. Like, Jake Paul still successful, well, Logan Paul still successful wrestling. Toddy Shane, Jeffrey James, all making comebacks of various degrees. Tana never left. Trisha never left. James, I think, may actually, and I don't even want to say canceled because it's not 
canceling. He's literally just been found out and held responsible for lying egregiously right. for years. I don't think that I think you're right, Brie, that there's not really a comeback. I think from you that. are too. And that's No, I would agree with that. And I yeah. would say Yeah. I, I would say too, I think the difference here is that the other people are entertaining. They're fun. They have charisma. Like there's a reason you watch them and they're they're kind of they kind of get off on the drama. James Summerton, who I have to admit I'd never heard of um, until the H-Bomber guy video. And then I was immediately kind of disgusted by his whole thing. Um, it, before I even watched the the, the video that, that What's-His-Face did, pointing out all the times he'd lied just egregiously about stuff mm-hmm. and just like made things up. And I was just like, okay. And, and there were things that I knew about factually that that video didn't have to point out for me. And I was like, how, why isn't anyone listening to this guy? And why is he selling himself as like, you know, the the queer YouTuber and like like the gay movie historian when like he's, has no background or expertise or study in anything or charisma um, was a bad writer no or talent. that's what i'm saying no talent no talent at all which i think is the biggest thing against him i think with this other with, with the other people on the list show is that if you are entertaining and have charisma and some level of talent and look we don't have to i'm not claiming jake paul is talented but he at least knows how to engage people yeah you know like 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 like, you know what i mean like like he's my least favorite like i I prefer uh the uh, you know uh, of this this list of people but like the rest of these people are compelling figures james summerton i don't know why he had any subscribers to begin with he's nothing someone described i saw someone in the comments or something describe him as like knock off contrapoints or like wannabe contrapoints which is so true and like the cadence of the delivery yeah, yeah, and the, yeah, the lighting, he the, like the he dramatic. That's insulting to contrapoints, honestly. Like, contrapoints like, Nat- like Natalie. Is well, I mean, that yeah. was the point is that he's trying say. to be contrapoints, but he's not. So, oh no, he's trying to do the the whole the whole you know uh, uh, contrapoints and, and she's incredible and, and, and is not oh, cannot be equaled. No, totally. But I'm just saying, like, I, I I wouldn't even say I if if he was going for that, like he failed on so many levels because you know he he was just taking on like the whole kind of like like so called bread tube you know, like persona thing um, and just doing a really bad job. And then like the plagiarism is bad enough, but then when you just straight up make things up, like, you, you know what I mean? So you're literally the bir- the worst of both. You're literally yeah. Yeah. like both the fabulous and a plagiarist. So we you should not have a career um, even without your awful, you know, um, apology video that he then deleted, um, which was just like you said, Brie, like one of the most disgusting and gross and manipulative. emotionally manipulative things so I've ever seen. manipulative bad well and, and the thing is again like colin ballinger horrible apology video we still have that song stuck in our head right like in a year i hope that i never even remember that james summerson exists because True. frankly we got a really great video out of it i'm really glad the h bomber guy like had another hit out of the park because i love his videos but like and and he exposes the worst people on the internet um like like he did with you know um the oof sound video last year mm, but um so good. which great such a good video but like yeah i would agree like yeah i'll give it i'll give it to james summerton for sure unfortunately he will be remembered because he's winning this category <laughs> he is winning he's this getting category, this but, but, but i'm mad at him right i'm like you yeah. can't even be entertaining yep yeah Sad. our next category is a very classic rocket one it is best scam overall yes. and we've got some good nominees we've got theranos we've got the soldier mm-hmm. boy gaming console we've got ftx mm-hmm. again making a, a triumphant return uh as a nominee we've got fire festival we've got the magic leap do y'all remember that we've got anna delvey soho house clone 
Um, and we've Ugh. got Carolyn Calloway, Caroline Aww. Calloway's Creative Classes, which I did not realize was her. so alliterative when I typed it out. Um, a minor scam, certainly on this list, but one that we covered, one that we enjoyed speaking of. It's a shame we never got her on the show. I know. Her book was really good. Yes, but that's the thing. You know, were those classes maybe, like, not organized? Sure. Were they disappointing for the people who signed up for them? Yeah. Is she a good writer who wrote a good book? Yeah. 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 Her book was so, better than Natalie's book. Yep. It's Theranos. It's Theranos. It's Theranos. I was yeah. going to say it's Theranos. No, there's, there's it's no... Theranos. It's Theranos or Anna Delby, but like it's Theranos, I think. No, it's Theranos. It's Theranos. It's Theranos. We covered more than any other person on this show. We covered uh, Elizabeth Holmes. That's just a fact. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. But because her scam was the most egregious, it had the most implications. Like... You know? Yeah, in in terms of I think creativity of scam, in terms of classes of people scammed. Certainly, we had investors, we had everyday people, we had a great court case that had a firm ending. We had our own personal mm-hmm. narrative tied to it. I will give it to Theranos <laughs> for sure. Yeah, yeah, without a doubt. Best rocket recurring character: Anna Delvey, mm. Elizabeth Holmes. Billy McFarland of Firefest fame, Trisha Paytas, YouTuber, and again, the returning triumphant trio of James Charles, Jeffree Star, and Toddy Westbrook, uh, also YouTubers. So I, I, I it, it's, see, this is where we're going to have a fight here because Ooh. I know you're Anna Delvey, but Elizabeth Holmes, again, she is like Anna, like we had Rachel Deloche uh, Williams on the show who yes. really explained in great detail in her book why we should not admire Anna at I know. all. And I know. Anna, like, like, like Elizabeth Holmes, think of, all the entertainment, like our bet came from that. Our bet came from her. So I just think as far as like uh, just sheer aspiration, I think uh, like, like you just can't compete. They're so tied for me because like the Elizabeth Holmes, we certainly got more out of Anna Delvey when she did come up was such a figure of absurdity and and that wasn't always the case with Elizabeth Holmes, although that one New York yes. Times piece about her was pretty freaking absurd and delightful. So but I'm so torn between the two of them. Christina, what's your argument for okay. Anna? For Anna, my argument, again, is is the absurdity of it, right? Look, Rachel Lewis Williams was lovely and her book was good. And I really felt for her. I really did. And, and I had like a lot of genuine empathy. And I'm glad that she didn't have to pay that American Express bill. I am. But at the same time, like the New York Magazine story was great. The TV show, which took some liberties, I don't care, was great. Um, and 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 all the insane stuff that she's done beforehand, like like I said, I think she's a pretty gross person. Like I, I've been in, I was in um, clubhouses with her a few times. Like remember that app? And and you know, not not like, and I have a feeling that her dinner party TV show or whatever will be unwatchable. But I also am just like just the the hubris and just the audacity to do what she did to those types of people like Rachel Delos Williams obviously um was was um uh not the the normal sort of person who was like the kind of the, her her mark and 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 that's very unfortunate but like just just the audacity and she almost got away with it that's the thing she literally almost got away with them giving her 100 million dollars for her Soho house clone like i just i love it so much all right Simone you got to play tiebreaker I think I got to give it to Anna. We, we've awarded Elizabeth Holmes. I think we'll reward her again 
Um, we will. But as a as a character, as a, a strange, odd person who brought me entertainment over the years, I think Anna Delvey does take it for me. All right, fair enough. Now, Elizabeth Holmes will return here because, as you alluded to, Brie, the next category is the best yes. way that Christina lost money. Uh, <laughs> we've got Yang Gang. You made a, a silly bet about Andrew Yang's uh, in the primaries. We've got the Elizabeth Holmes bet with Brie, the bet that Elizabeth Holmes would not serve jail time, which you lost for $500. Which I uh, lost. We've got mm-hmm. covering Apple every week for nine years. Which is a great way to lose money. We've got your quest to keep diamond medallion status, which a Delta is making harder mm-hmm. and harder for you. And we've got your discovery of StockX and keyboards during the pandemic. Oh, boy. I mean, the 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 bet is obviously the one I'm most familiar with. Yeah. Do you have yeah, a proposal? I'm going to let you guys vote on this. The, the, this hey, is, this is up to bet. you, too, because... It's the bet. Come on. The, yeah, that was, it's the bet, for sure. It was great content. And the best part it of really it was. is it ended up costing me so <laughs> much money. Like, I just spent, like, three weeks putting together a $500 Lego Lamborghini. I've got the Lego Avengers Tower I've got to put together and find a place to put in my house to go in my stupid modular <laughs> city. Thanks to you, Christina. I've got the Natural <laughs> History Museum, which is the <laughs> Lego modular... You set I'm me so on the path of financial and personal <laughs> destruction. Christina's and revenge. The, and the worst part of this, the worst part of this, which I haven't even talked about on this show, is I've been building so many Legos that Frank, my genius husband, who I definitely love, came up with the great idea to start building his own creation. So no. I, I haven't talked about this on the show. Oh my I God. have not been able to use my dining room table for months. And the <gasps> reason I've not been able to do that is because Frank is trying to build the Giga Horse from uh, <gasps> no. the last Mad Max movie, which is this Frankenstein the car with two engines tied to each other. Um, and, you know, this is not like a, a normal, like a Lego a large Lego modular is like 2,500 pieces, right? Frank built a 5,700 piece Giga horse that's like, it's multiple feet large. He spent, I don't know how many, I don't even want to think about how much he will go to the Lego store and just get a Batmobile tumbler because he needs the wheels. (gasps) This is all thanks to you, Christina. So... I, I wow. wish yes. I could go back in time and lose <laughs> that bet because I would save <laughs> so much money. Wow. And I only benefited from it and got so much pleasure from you, hearing about it. You did. And I have to say, if I had to lose, of all the other ways I lost money, like the Yang Gang thing, that was just a pure L on my part, right? Like the Apple thing, again, like I probably would have given the money anyway. The medallion status thing, whatever. Look, the pandemic, my pandemic arc of of of, of discovering StockX and, and keyboards, it is what it is. But I'm very glad to have lost money to you that way. Even <laughs> if you hadn't then spent all this money, which does make me happy. But like, even if I hadn't just the content we had from it alone, the the recurring saga of that, the fact that that, that yeah. went on for so many years. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I'm, 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 I'm very happy um to have lost money that way and i have no regrets about it i mean i i do have regrets that that i made the decision to bet no i actually don't i'm glad because the content was worth it like i, I feel like yeah. I, I i got my lost money's worth do not ever buy a lego modular 
Don't do it because you will sit there on BrickLink at 2 a.m. going, huh, <laughs> maybe I do want to spend $700 for a cafe corner that I can put together. Like it is yeah. an insane, insane world of the 21 modular Lego buildings that they've put out. And like I have passionate feelings about Woolando at this point. So don't do it. <laughs> Don't do it ever. Oh no. Okay. Uh, this is a message to all of you. Be careful. Yes, Elizabeth Holmes, the Elizabeth Holmes bet definitely far and away takes the best way. Christina has lost money. Uh, Rocket's weirdest moment. We've oh, got the Jesus. time we ranked effable Pokemon. Uh, we've got, I guess, yes. introducing the world to my laugh. Um, we got the time That's that so Brianna good. purchased the Brock's Thanksgiving candy corn for all of us to taste test, and it was the worst oh, thing God. that has ever happened to me personally. Ever. Uh, we've got all of the times mm-hmm. that we <laughs> just pulled this show off by the skin of our teeth uh, through schedules and travel and illnesses and all kinds of shenanigans. Um, last minute planning, um, which you know behind the behind the scenes weird moment but one that never affected you i hope dear listener um ah the freaking candy corn brianna the freaking candy corn it was so good it was so good and so bad i i i I don't know the pokemon f mary kill that was legendary and i think about that all the time Yeah, you know that's true. I think that's, that, that was the like, candy corn that, was that, like, a well thought through show. idea. It was not weird. The mm-hmm. Pokemon, that's weird. It is, and it was perfect. And it was a perfect rocket thing. I think it it, it encapsulated um, what our show was. So yeah, because I was flying all the time. That was when I was working on uh, completing my Pokedex for the. Uh, I think it was for. Uh, Alpha uh, for uh, Ruby Sapphire um, for the 3DS. So mm-hmm. I was playing yeah. like a lot of it back then. So yeah, I'll I'll give it to that for sure. I, you don't even need to convince me. Uh, the kind of thing, the kind of topic you can only find on Rocket. I will say is what makes us weird. It's it's what makes us special. Um, so for me, that would definitely take it. All right. So this. This next one's a quiz. Uh, there is an answer. So, what was the number of times that 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 I I did dro- I did rocket drunk and or high? Under five times, more than ten times, more than fifteen times, or I've always been under the influence. That's that's been the dirty secret. Oh God! This so is I have tricky. a clarifying question. I need to ask. Yes. Can we can edit this out? Sure. Does ADD medication make you high? It does not. Okay. So that changes my answer. Um, I wish it did, but unfortunately it does not. And unfortunately, <laughs> it means that, that other things like that, like other powdery substances that might make you have a high, don't impact me at all. Oh, huh. just that, sad. that's good to know. Um, hmm. I'm going to go with 10. Okay. Uh, I also, uh, that feels solid to me. I would also go with 10. Or I guess I'm glad it's over that that 10. was your guess. Yeah, so it's actually under five. It was twice. Under but, five? Yes. Christina, I, yeah, wow. I know, I know. 
That's incredible. I feel like I've just insulted you. I'm so sorry. <laughs> no, you haven't. It's completely fine. It's completely fine. I mean, I actually, the, and, and, and the interesting thing is there was one time though that I that I, I did an edible before I did the show. And then I was like, it was hitting while I was like on the show. And I was like, oh man, I hope they can't tell. And you guys are both like, great show. And I was like, you're like, wow. Yeah. <laughs> I yeah. think one of the times so. was on purpose, if I'm not mistaken, because didn't we yes. have like a... Some kind of 420 situation. We did. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I think that that was public knowledge. Um, yes. The other time, not so much. Not so much. Congratulations, Christina. Right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Our final category of the day is Brianna's best idea. And there are a lot of contenders for this. We've got candy yes. corn the freaking thanksgiving candy corn we've got fried chicken trivia night which was a torment uh in which fried chicken was delivered to me and i wasn't allowed to eat it unless i got questions right um but it was very beautiful we've got betting christina 500 dollars that elizabeth holmes would go to jail as previously discussed uh and we've got rocket this podcast well obviously i think it's a rocket i mean the fried chicken thing so. is strong but it's rocket right it's rocket for sure. It's absolutely rocket. Candy corn was pretty good. It was a that great was, idea, but that the word was good. Legendary. That was no. It was legendary. legendary. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. If rocket was not on this list, I would totally put the candy corn there because I think it's one of the most genius things that anybody has ever come up with, and it was very well thought out. Um, and it was awful for all of us. And I only regret <laughs> that we didn't record video of us experiencing that because my God, you guys want to go back and listen to it. I think it was our 250th episode. Um, mm -hmm. you should, because that was, that was a, a journey, but we wouldn't have been able to do any of that or any of the things that we just spent two hours talking about, um, without rockets. So thank that you, is Bri. really, really true. You provided the platform for incredible shenanigans. <laughs> I don't know if Rocket was my idea, though. I think it, I mean, it wasn't mine. I mean, <laughs> it wasn't mine. I mean, you pitched it. I mean, you were the ones who basically approached me and was like, you want to do a podcast. Yeah, yeah, because I loved your work and I was so excited to meet you at WWDC. That I was like, oh, I'm going to ask Christina. I hope she says yes. But like the, the way the show turned out, like I had very little to do with that. I don't know. I think you are responsible for a lot of our special episode topics, though, and like the the without a doubt the weird times, the weirdest times that we've had. Surprisingly, not ad reads, not my weird ad reads or my weird laugh, but <laughs> no. I think have been like games and weird formats and and things like that, which I think like make this show and don't exist anywhere else. Um, so that would be I my. You don't have to vote for it, Bree. I'm going to vote for it. Fair. Okay. Okay. The candy, you can't. I, mean, I, I vote for your horror for candy of the corn. Candy corn. I'm proud you of that. You should be proud of the candy corn. I mean, I mean, it was a good I mean, honestly, segment. It was a great segment. I would honestly, I, I think I would do a write-in, all of the above. Hmm. Oh, that's strong. Well, okay, but Brianna would veto that because betting you five hundred dollars that Elizabeth Holmes would go to jail. <laughs> but the content. A terrible idea. But the content. <laughs> but the content. <laughs> Brianna, would you agree to a write-in? I, I will say Rocket is fun. I will I will see. It. All right. All right. All right. All right. So we've got a series of winners here. We've got best Apple product, AirPod Pros. We've got worst Apple product, the 2015 Butterfly Keyboard MacBook. 
Best tech product, Nintendo Switch. Worst, Nintendo Online. Biggest scammer, Sam Bankman fried Best leak, the Facebook papers. Most effed company, Twitter. Best adaptation of a rocket topic, the dropout. Most desirable adaptation of a rocket topic, the FTX story. Worst tech bill, Fosta Sesta. Best Twitter clone, none vetoed. Most canceled YouTuber, hopefully, James Summerton. Best overall scam, Theranos. Best rocket recurring character, Anna Delvey. Best way that Christina lost money, <laughs> making a terrible bet with Brie over whether Elizabeth Holmes would serve jail time. Weirdest moment, our Pokemon F ranking. Christina did the show twice while high. And Brianna's best idea, rocket and or all of the above. That it these are this feels like a very representative lifetime awards for our show. I have it to does. I have to say after reading it all out. It's perfect. Yeah, it's perfect. It's perfect. I'm, yeah. Ugh. That is gonna be our last episode of Rocket, which means it's time to say everything that we wanna say. And yeah. I know Christina has prepared things. Which might give the rest of us time to collect our thoughts. Um, sure. Do you want to okay. read your note? I will. I will. All right. Um, I'm sitting on the floor writing this goodbye note, and I've got tears in my eyes, which means that I will most certainly be crying when I'm reading this on the air. And so there's that. And that's accurate because that's exactly what's happening. There are so many people that I want to thank for supporting Rocket over the years. Uh, first and foremost, Simone and Bree for not only being amazing co-hosts, but amazing friends and comrades. We've told the story before. We even just mentioned it a couple of minutes a couple of minutes ago. But I cannot stress enough how amazing it is that we got past one episode, let alone nine years <laughs> and four hundred and seventy shows. Bree and I were online friends. Um, and I'd never met or heard of Simone, and she'd never met or heard of me. Yet this came together and it worked. Brie, thank you for your brilliant idea, for asking me to be on a podcast with you, for inviting Simone, for getting us together for this. And for all that you've done, as we just discussed, you know, from your, your ideas around candy corn and, and chicken uh, trivia and F. Mary uh, kill list and, and everything else, um, that you've done for the show, but also uh, everything you've done for us over the years. Watching you evolve, um, Brie, from a game developer to a political leader has been amazing, and I'm proud to know you and to be your friend. Your strength in the face of so much is inspiring, and I look forward to seeing you expand your car collection and your pinball <laughs> collection and your Lego collection. <laughs> Simone, meeting you has been the absolute best part of Rocket for me. Um, when we met, you were new at all of this. And now I think it's fair to say that you're the best of, of this at, of, out of all of us. Thank you for your friendship and sisterhood and for always keeping it weird. Um, to quote our favorite girl, I've had the time of my life fighting dragons with you. <laughs> Doing this show with both of you every week for the last nine years has been a highlight of my life. And this is one of my longest relationships ever. It's lasted longer than any job that I've ever had and any relationship outside of that with my husband and my psychiatrist. Um, I look forward to a rocket reunion one day when you are all in your 70s or 80s and I'm still 29. <sighs> to Stephen, Mike, Kathy, and everyone at Really FM, thank you for your support and camaraderie over the years. We could not have done this without Relay, and I'm proud that we were one of the network's first wave of shows. I'm still planning on going to Relay 10 this summer, and I'll always be happy to guest 
on any show related to Relay or a Relay alum. I want to give a special and immense thanks to Jim Metzendorf for being our editor for so long and for putting up with us. I know we weren't easy, um, but you've been an amazing editor and friend. Thank you for making us sound good. I want to thank all the our many guests over the years, John Syracuse and the whole um, ATP crew, Henry T. Casey, Rebecca Jarvis, Liz Lapato, Taylor Lorenz, Kat Tenbarge, uh, Alex Kranz, Catherine Trendacosta, Micah Sargent, Dan Warren, uh, Christy Smythe, um, um, uh, Rachel Deloche Williams. I'm I'm forgetting so many people, but thank you to every person who's joined our show um, as as a guest or as a fill-in host. Thank you to Leo um, uh, Laporte, Lisa Laporte, and the whole crew at Twit for their continued support of Rocket. They're amazing. Um, us being able to do a takeover on, on Twit uh, mm. last year was just a, a huge life moment for me as, as as a longtime fan of that show. Huge thanks and hugs to Charles Tan for running our Twitter account and for being such a great supporter over the years. Charles, we love you and we are so happy to know you. Thank you for everything. And finally, I want to thank all of you, our listeners, whether you listened to the whole run or on occasion, whether you were a boostie or a casual, thank you for listening and supporting us. Um, to our boosties especially, thank you for making the last year and change easier for us to do the show in the ad slowdown so that we could pay for the software that we use to do the show and some other things. This was never about money for me. I would happily do Rocket for free, but thank you all for making it so that we didn't have to. I have so many um, lasting memories of Rocket doing the show from the Mashable offices in the early years, long after everyone had left, doing it in hotel rooms and weird time zones, doing it while changing a diaper for my one-month-old mm. nephew. Rocket represents a quarter of my life. Um, all right, it's technically it's a third because I'm always 29, but it represents a significant part of my life. And the end of this chapter is significant and it means something to me. You all in the audience mean something to me, and I will never be able to adequately thank you for listening to us over the years. I'm not sure what I'm going to do with myself without a tech news podcast outlet. Um, maybe I'll finally start that newsletter. Um, I will continue to do my other podcast, Overtired, overtiredpod.com with Brett Terpstra and Jeff Severns Gunsel. So you can subscribe to that if you like a little different take on tech stuff with a high dose of discussion about mental health and music. And please keep in touch, um, listeners. I'm on Mastodon and Threads, and I'm still trying to get in touch with people at Twitter so I can get my account back. If, if you know anybody, let me know. Um, also, for our boosties, please look for a final bonus episode tomorrow or, or, or today, I guess, as you're finding this. Simone and I um, watching the movie Her together 10 years after its release uh, and appraising it of our current AI future. Um, I was supposed to have this published two weeks ago, but Christina things happened. So, you know, thank you for being with us and supporting us. Once again, this has been an honor and a privilege to do this show and to have you listen to it and an honor and a privilege for me to do it alongside Brie and Simone. And I'm going to paraphrase uh, the series finale of Boy Meets World and say, I love you all. Podcast dismissed. All right. For one last time, let's go around and talk about what we're doing this week. Brianna, what are you up to this week? Oh, God. Um, I am relaxing until the second, and then uh, it's full steam ahead. I'm trying to save the country for 2024. <laughs> <sighs> and Brianna, where can people keep up with you if they want to follow your journeys sure. of saving the country in 2024? Uh, I'm Brianna Wu on Twitter. I'm Brianna, I think I'm 
I don't know why I am on Blue Sky. I think I'm just Brianna. You are Brianna yeah. at bsky.social. That's it. Um, I don't know what my mastodon is. And I'm uh, Brianna Wu says on Twitter, on threads. I think rather. it is Brianna Wu on Mastodon as well, according to the notes I have in front of me. Okay. Um, and are you still doing uh, the Canvas House uh, yeah. with Act Blue? Yeah. All right. Uh, we're doing that. Uh, says TJG Canvas House. This is going to be a huge thing. I'm doing in February. There's probably a thousand people coming out and uh, doing this, and all the biggest celebrities in the streaming space. And then immediately after that, I'm going to start playing together a big LA event. It's just going to be in a super swank mansion with a bunch nice. of celebrities. So nice. That's what I'm working on. Christina, what are you up to this week? So I'm um, in Atlanta uh, until Saturday, and then I'm um, uh, flying back uh, just in time for the new year. Um, I will be back at work sometime next week, um, and uh, I uh, will hopefully not have to do any more computer repair. So that's Oof. that's what I'm doing this week. And where can people continue to follow your journeys? So you can find me um, on uh, uh, YouTube's uh, or GitHub's YouTube channel, uh, youtube.com slash GitHub. Um, you can find me at overtiredpod.com, uh, which I will continue to do with Brett and Jeff, as I mentioned. My Twitter account, which may or may not ever come back, I don't know, is film underscore girl. I'm film underscore girl on threads, film underscore girl at mastodon.social, and film girl, no underscore, one word, at bsky.social. So that's that's where you can find me. I'm probably most active right now on Threads and uh, Mastodon, and I'm desperately hoping I can at least get access to my Twitter account, if only so I can DM people again. Um, but yeah, uh, please please keep in touch, as I said, and uh, I'll, I'm I'm on the internet forever. She's on the internet forever. I am finishing up my vacation here at my mom's house in Port Townsend, and then I'm flying back to New York. Um, and just heading back to work in the new year, continuing to make YouTube videos and TikToks for Polygon's channels. You can find me at youtube.com slash Polygon or at Polygon on TikTok. Um, and I personally am everywhere under the name Doom Quasar, uh, D-O-O-M-Q-U-A-S-A-R, everywhere. That's me. That has been our final episode of rocket thank you so much everyone for listening for all these years i'm not going to say it better than christina did but what i can say is that this episode of rocket is terminated 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 <laughs>